Welcome to Evolve WMMA podcast featuring women who go against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. They are warriors who've gained respect by taking, their, taking the reins and moving forward, creating progressive change in a male-dominated arena. These women have inspiring stories to tell, filled with real-life joy, passion, blood, sweat, and tears. Hey, 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 this is Evolve Women's MMA, and I'm your host, Shelley Devine. So this week's guest is a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu who just recently competed at the Grappling Industries Tournament in St. John, at St. John's Prep here in Danvers, Massachusetts, and she did really well against some really tough competition. She's also studying for her PhD and teaches a women's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class at Connors MMA in Norwood, Mass. I'd like to welcome Maria Caprio. So welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> you're, you're so welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You did such a great job at, at the tournament this past weekend. How were your forearms? Oh, they're fine now, um, but I have a gnarly black eye, which is good. And I think Something happened to my toe, but I'm not sure. But do you think one of the girls was getting a, like a toe hold or something? Or um, they definitely got a toe hold, but I didn't feel any strain then. So who knows? I actually I went out that night anyways and wore heels, and I don't wear heels, so you know maybe it was that. <laughs> I'm not well, sure. That's right. You went out and watched some belly dancing or something. Yeah. Was it a, a a bridal shower or something that you went to? Um, an uncle and aunt were celebrating like a 38th wedding anniversary, I believe, or something along those lines. So it was cool. It was oh, really, wow. really neat. So did they, did they have the belly dancers? And then you said, you mentioned something about like swords and blades and. Well, she balanced a sword, this curved, like huge sword on her head oh, as wow. she belly danced. And it was, it was pretty cool. Um, wow. I think. I mean, it's sharp all the way around, so it was impressive. She wow. could shape her body, like, it was great. It was, I've never seen a belly dancer like that, you know, like a yeah. professional belly dancer. It was great. Oh, that's so neat. So, and, and she balanced on a sharp sword on her head. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I can't, I can't really visualize that. I'll have to check out. Do you have it on your Facebook page? Yeah, I, I, I should. I have a video saved somewhere. So. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So your, your tournament, you came in second overall in, in um, Nogi or was it, what was it? Yeah, Gi and Nogi. Me and, oh gosh, wow. And you had some pretty stiff, stiff competition. Um, one, of the, one of your competitors was um, an MMA fighter with Invicta. And yeah. it was Terry Kennison who does really, I think it was her first time um, uh, for her purple belt competing. Like she was, she was, this is the first time in the purple belt division. And um, did you do quite well against her? Or I well, that's she... funny because I, I, I also, it, this is my first purple belt competition because I just got my purple belt, I don't know, sometime in the spring. Oh, and um, so I was nervous, but I had no idea she was an MMA fighter until you told me. Yeah. And I did. I just kept her in my guard because I saw her, her passing game is awesome. Like she was really crushing this one girl um, from when, like when I would ever take a glance at her fighting and stuff mm -hmm. uh, and grappling. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, I told my coach, one of my coaches, Marcelo, he cornered me there and was coaching me along. And he go, I was like, yeah, her passing game is great. He goes, well, you got to, you know, 
you got to make sure she doesn't pass you and just, you got to just keep on attacking. And I was like, yeah, I'll try. You know, my, my attitude is very chill. I try to be like, this is a great experience for me. I'm really thankful to be able to do jujitsu. I mean, I'm physically capable of doing it and it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so I took her down. I did a cross collar, uh, a cross collar drag. Mm -hmm. uh, I took her down, went into my guard though, right away. I, did, I wasn't able to get up. Um, I think she was in the, they did an absolute gi division for us purple belt girls. So we had a girl that was 120, uh, 120 pounds. A couple of us were 130 and I think she was the 150 pounder. Um, although I know she fights at 135. Oh, wow. I didn't even know she weighed that much. She doesn't look well, like she does, yeah, right? Yeah, she doesn't. I, I feel like we were the same size, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wow. Yeah, but maybe I'm getting her confused with someone else on the bracket. Not sure. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I took her down, kept her in my guard, and I just was going to – I was just, like, kept attacking from my guard. That's all I knew what to do. And then at one point, we were invert – I don't know what happened. I tried to invert on her – and then she got my arm, but my elbow was not, my elbow wasn't far extended. So I was able to dig on the back of her thigh and make sure she didn't arm bar me and stuff. Oh, wow. And then I hear Marcelo say 20 seconds. I was like, I'm just going to hold her here for 20 seconds until this match is over. And, you know, that's not the attitude to have. Like I should have fought more and got up, you know, right. that type of thing. But at that point I was just like, okay, I didn't know what the point score was, but all I knew was I kept her in my guard and I tried choking her. <laughs> culture you know cross culture yeah, yeah. try yeah. throwing a lapel over her um yeah but then i was like this is it was a great experience that was a good fight um so. yeah it's good to get somebody who's um like you know does this regularly and i most of the women that showed up for for that tournament i think you you even actually in one of your last matches went against an amateur MMA fighter too. Okay. Or I know she's a kickbox. I've seen her kickbox. I don't know if she's actually stepped in into the cage or anything like that. But, but I mean, when you're when you're going against these women, do you do you think about that at all? Because you you're not a cage fighter. You are strictly Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You don't you don't do any stand up fighting, do you? No, no. I just yeah. I like to dabble and extra like just learn the techniques and. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I knew that she was a cage fighter. Uh, Katuna, I, I'm not pronouncing her name right. Um, Parker is her last name. Is it Twin? Katuana, maybe? Katuana, something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, I'll try my best. I was figuring, like, she's probably going to take me down to me, MMA fighting, mm. you know. Um, but I eventually took her down um, once John coached me to make sure I put my hand around her hip so I can actually finish my takedown. Mm -hmm. So I got points there and I tried fighting for a, at one point she turtled over and I tried fighting for a rear naked choke, but she was defending really well. Um, she was also really exhausted because she had just finished her gi division oh, yeah. um, literally minutes before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then at the end of the fight, she asked me, she's like, do you fight MMA? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> but Did she I say you probably should? I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I guess, I guess I gave her enough competition or, you know, enough of that, um, that to make her feel as if I could possibly be on in the cage with her or something along those lines. So. Well, what I have to say is I have to applaud you because, um, oftentimes MMA fighters think that they can just kind of bounce around and do dabble a little of this, dabble a little of that, dabble, you know, and mm -hmm. really what you should be doing is consistently training like how you do in, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, earn your ranking and move up 
you know, the, 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 um, the totem pole for belts and stuff like that, but really yeah. the consistent work and, and do these tournaments. And I'm surprised we don't see more, um, say women who are, you know, looking to fight either amateur or professionally in the cage or, you know, either some other competition that, um, they don't do it more. Um, so I was, I was really thrilled to see actually Carrie there. And then I was thrilled to see that you gave her a good run for her money. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was like, I honestly thought, I was like, this girl's just going to pass me and I'm going to, she's going to have a, a fun time. But, you know, I didn't, I, I stuck to not thinking about anything except for I chose to be here. Um, I chose to do this competition and I'm going to make the best of it. And um, for me, like win or lose, I'm going to try to kick ass how I know how to kick ass. Like I'm going to try you know, because you do get that adrenaline dump. Sometimes fighting like how you fight at the gym and you're training while you're training, you keep, sometimes it doesn't easily translate into competition mode. And because of the different nervous system happenings that are occurring at that time. Yeah, some people do, you know, it, it can go either way, but some people will do really good in the gym and then when they compete, forget it. And then others will do really crappy in the gym. And when they compete, they're like, what the hell just, <laughs> you know, they're terrors. So you, you, you have to deal with that. Probably the, um, uh, the, I think the first time you go in to compete, you have a lot of cortisol and kind of builds up and then you have that adrenaline kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I know just in the kickboxing side of it, my first time I had such a, an adrenaline kind of dump and charge. And I was like completely exhausted just after one, you know, two minute mat or two, you know, three, two minute rounds or whatever. And it, it, it's such a weird sensation and feeling. I was talk about it, uh, talking about it in another podcast with um, a girl who does Muay Thai kickboxing. And, and uh, it's such a weird sensation. Like, I mean, even like your, everything slows down. I mean, like your perception mm -hmm. changes, but then once you get used to that, and you get kind of comfortable, you get comfortable with your breathing and all that, you're, you're completely fine. But it does take, you have to do the first one. And then after that was your first match. You know, did you experience any of that? So the funny thing is my first match, I had gone against her when I first got into, uh, got a blue belt. Her name's Allison Jones. And I knew she had been um, a blue belt for a while. I, I, at least a year more than I had. So she had different experience. And so I was like, all right, uh, this, she's my first fight as a purple belt. I just got my purple belt. Here we go again, you know, history repeating itself. And so at first I was just like, I'm going to have fun with it. Like, I'm excited to see her and compete against her because we've been, she and I would talked about like me going up to Vermont because they do this open air um, jujitsu. So I think it's called like open air project or something like that. They take mats outside and like a beautiful scenic place. Mm. And she's a part of that um, group of people that do that. And so I was like, I, I've been meaning to try to get up there and just roll with um, those people. And, but I, I didn't make it. So I was like, Oh, this is great. Like I'm going to compete against her. Um, and then maybe we could cross paths again in Vermont sometime. But um, yeah, so my first match, like I definitely felt the stress, but I, like I said, I just honed in. And my mantra was, I'm in control, sidebar, because I chose to do this. So I'm <laughs> in control, and then hallelujah, right? Because I'm just super thankful. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm here. Like, I'm alive. I can breathe. I, I get to do this. And I love, like, I, I love jujitsu. Uh -huh. And, 
yeah, I'm, I was just like, this is it. And I think I did pretty well against her. Like I, my aggression stayed pretty good, positive aggression, not anger, you know, like yeah. the aggression you need for, for competition. Uh-huh. And I felt pretty good. I got to her side control. I kept her there for a little while. I tried getting me on belly, but you know, it sucked because the last minute I feel like I got lazy, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. Like I struggled for, I like pulled her lapel like into like a worm guard type thing. And then I was, I was struggling for a single leg, like a, just a takedown. And I, and I finally did uh, somehow, I don't know if I, it, if it was a takedown per se, but I did take her down, but then we were in out of bounds. So mm-hmm. he started it again. I got into her. I yeah. saw that. I was yeah. like, oh, you kind of were in a good position there. And then it was like, okay. You I didn't get any points for that. But like, I was like, I did it. Like, I was like, I was not going to give up. Like, I didn't yeah. give up that. I didn't give up that um, lapel hole that I had. I, I, she was stuffing my neck. Like, she was stuffing my head in between, like, literally in between my legs. I was like, no. And I just like, I just like tackled her down. You know, I was like, I, I am here and I have this. And you can't go anywhere because I feel like you can't go anywhere. Yeah. You can shove my head all you want. And maybe I should have had a flatter back. But, um, she maybe was, I should. Yeah, she was tough. I mean, like watching her, like she really had some, I mean, super, like just could keep going and going. And, like she was like a little energizer buddy and she's a tall woman for starters. Yes. And she looked, I, I don't know how old she was, but she was definitely, I mean, older. Yeah, I, I think she's she like in her mid thirties perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I was like, wow, she's got some stamina, man. Like... I, when I was watching her roll with some other women, I was like, holy crap. She, yeah. she kept the pace going, mm-hmm. going, going. I was actually really surprised for um, a woman, her height and everything to be able to yeah. have that in such, you know, you, you guys get all cramped up and, yeah. you know, all these weird You're just positions. like holding on too. Yeah. I was amazed. I was really yeah. amazed at, yeah. at um, awesome. yeah, all of that. It was really, really cool to see. Um, you know, all of you it, yourself in, you know, and, and rolling all the, the whole thing. I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> like, I, I just can't wait to get back into the gym and just improve, like just minor conceptual things, like keeping my elbows closer or posturing up or changing a level more. Like you think you're changing a level in competition. It's like, you didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> like I just literally stayed the same height, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was so- good. How how did you get all started in in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? I mean, what what motivated you to start a class and get involved in it? I mean, obviously you've been doing it for several years to to earn your purple belt. Um, so what got you started? What was so that? it was funny because I um, did Taekwondo as a kid and I wanted to continue. So like I got to college and I let it go, but I would like I would practice in my room. You know, I'm like I don't know. I guess I don't need to go to the gym. And so I was always, you know, I love punching and kicking, but I just couldn't do the katas. Like, you know, I just, I, I've forgotten some of the katas. I was like, one of my white belt katas, like I remember them, but I just, yeah. I was like, I want to just get back into kickboxing. Like, you know, punching, kicking, moving, footwork, just technique and just build that up because I was super flexible um, when I was doing Taekwondo and I was just like, there goes that flexibility, you know, that I earned. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. so I, I scoped out Connor's MMA because it's literally 10 minutes away from my house. 
Mm-hmm. And so I finally just walked in in 2013 and I started doing the Muay Thai classes there. And then I befriended Amanda um, at the gym. Yeah, I know. And she's like, girl, you got to try jujitsu. You got to try jujitsu. And then Marcelo, who's the afternoon coach, you know, he's like, yeah, try it out. And he's really good at like getting people in and making them feel comfortable. And so he, he and Amanda would show me a couple moves. I was like, all right, I'll try this out. Like, let me know. I had no idea what jujitsu was. She didn't scare you off. <laughs> no, she was awesome. Super welcoming. Yeah. She was she's scary. Like, oh, man, she's, she's, gonna, she's, she's a terror. Like, yeah. Like I'm like, cool. But in my mind, you know, I walked in because I was like, I want to find courage and I want to like connect with myself in a physical sense, you know? Uh And, um, I, you know, whatever, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, she's a terror, but I did Taekwondo growing up. So of course I can, I, you know, I can try this out. Like she's not going to scare me, but she is scary. Like, let's get real. She's she's definitely, she was funny. I I had a few, few, um, kickboxing things with her and, and I think maybe I scared her, but she scared me too. So yeah, Yeah. she, I mean, she comes at you kind of hard. And I think in the beginning she, she didn't realize like, I mean, the guys, when you, when you go with the guys, the guys will kind of like take, you know, you going at them, maybe 80%, yes. <laughs> you know, instead of, like, like you and yeah, and like, and I think she just thought that, oh, this is the normal way to go, but then I came back at her at the same kind of speed and level that she came back at me, and I yeah. and she just looked like, whoa, because I don't think any <laughs> yeah. of the guys maybe did that in the beginning, it was, this was early on when she first started, and it was, it just struck me as funny, I was like, oh man, she better be careful, because somebody's just going to knock her head off. <laughs> by accident well she told me she, she had gone crazy. to one muay thai she, yeah. she had gone and done muay thai somewhere yeah and it was that it was that blasted her in the nose yeah it was that sit your tongue and the, the guy that she got paired with i was like the instructor that paired her with her with <laughs> you know like him with her i was like his name's benny i think and and uh and I, I, and I was like, oh my God, I go with him. And I'm always like, will you knock it off? Because I have to like hit you hard to stop you from doing stuff. And I, I happen to be a little bit more advanced than him. So he was like, not a good person to pair her with. Yeah. Not, not for starting out. It was like a dangerous combination. It was toxic for sure. Funny. And that's not the norm there. That's the thing. It wouldn't have been the norm. Like if I had been there, that wouldn't have happened or, or whatever. I was like, when I heard about it, I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? No. And I was like, who was she with? And they're like, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Freaking figures. But I love her attitude. She, she, she just, is. she won't stop. She's committed. Yeah. Like, and she's a great role model. Like, yeah. um, was a great role model for me too in the gym. Like I was like, Oh, Amanda's going to be there. Like I would text her and be like, you know, you find your person. And I see like the women in my class, they found their person. And so they text each other mm-hmm. because it is awkward. Like you're walking into, you know, an MMA gym, you're walking in, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of dudes like, you know, and you're like, now I'm sometimes the only girl like on a Wednesday night or something like that. And I'm just like, okay, like I can see how this is intimidating for a woman. For sure. Yeah. And so I think it was great that, you know, John came up to me. I think, you know, Carlos talked to John. There was some communication and conversations about starting a woman's jujitsu thing. And I would always like me and Amanda would try to do like women's only open mat type of thing. And so we got some girls from, um, straight blast gym I feel like I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called the gorilla yes. yep. SBG yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they came and it was great time. And so, um, yeah, finally just got, got it rolling this past February. We're like, okay, let's start a woman's, let's start a woman's jujitsu. And I'm like, he's, and then he's like, what do you think about you coaching it? And I'm like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'll see what I can do. And, um, you know, teaching beginners is hard. It's nice. But don't you feel like you're learning as you? Oh teach? my God! Yeah. yeah, I think my my pace of learning it, it's gone up like exponentially. Like I I'm learning more. I'm things are sticking better because I need to translate this information to these women and 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 I need to do it properly and because I don't want them to get hurt and I want them. I'm a stickler for technique too. I don't know if it's like this perfectionism I have in my mind and also maybe from doing Taekwondo and like when you do a kata like if you throw up that block you got to throw it up right if you throw that kick you got to throw it right so I still have that in in me you know um so that's cool so you have the right you have the right um when you're when you're teaching I mean what was your what was one of your biggest hurdles for for when you first started like you know getting your point across teaching some sort of to women because I know it's different teaching to women than it is possibly yeah. teaching to men. <laughs> yeah, grappling because I feel like men as boys grapple for fun. Yeah, like my brother did that. Like they were outside grappling for fun, and I'm like I have no idea what you guys are doing. This looks ridiculous. Mm. But you know that's eight year old me. Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest hurdles is women are really hard on themselves. That's yeah. I'm definitely going to say that. Um, and so I see that sometimes women can get frustrated easily, but I also am a woman coach, so they're comfortable. And so I'm, I'm really thankful that they share that frustration because it improves my teaching, you know, and improves the way that I explain something. And so at one point too, like, I also had to realize I can't just make them have, uh, I can't just have them grapple like hey, okay, so last 15 minutes class, let's just get after it. Like, so I came up with, all right, in my head, I would follow a sequence. Like, okay, so they're in closed guard. They're going to flower sweep into mount. Then that other person's going to have to mount escape. So like try to give them sort of an initiation to grappling Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. doing sort of these movements that, uh, correspond with one another. So they got the idea, but now I think they're doing great. They're like, they're, they're really ready. Some women are going to do a competition. I mean, yeah, these I are, gonna ask. they've only been in jujitsu for say six months, you know, oh, I mean? wow. so they're ready. So I'm excited, you know, that's really cool. So will you go and coach them? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I got to figure out how to coach them during that time because uh-huh. when I get coached, I like very calm energy, like, okay, get up, get up like try for this or don't forget that arm just like how John coaches like yeah, that, yeah. that responds well like I respond well to that yeah yeah um, the things that you um they they see or even to kind of encourage you yeah while you're while you're like <laughs> I can't breathe because they're yeah. lying on top of me and I can't see what's going on it's just to remember yeah. things I suppose when you're dealing with that kind of um you know a- aggression or non-aggression has it ever turned on where you've gotten a little kind of like, you know, I want, you know, a little angry while you're in the middle of a match? Um, 
oh, well, I'm in the middle. So it's so funny because I'm like, I rather I just turn into like uh, apathetic about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of, you know, like I realize I do that. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, mm -hmm. this is happening. Yes, I need to get out of her side control. I like she's got a solid side control. I know I have thirty seconds left in this match. I got to get out, mm -hmm. but I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to change that attitude, and I uh -huh. have been little by little. So if someone gets super angry, like it depends on the anger of aggression. Like I realize that if you're gonna get angry, you're gonna open yourself up to get either submitted, swept you're going to open yourself up so that I can get an advantageous position on you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So please get angry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. but I think at the purple belt level, these women are so calm because they're, they've been competing and it's just like a different energy. Mm -hmm. And, or maybe that's just the energy that I brought to, to the table. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure because with Allison, she, I looked at her and I'm like, girl, you are strong. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh my God. I was going to tell you you're strong and scary. And I was just like, so we felt the same about each other. And so in my mind, when I go to compete, I'm like, we both feel the same way. Yeah. And we both probably only train with men. So yeah. kind of getting a feel for a woman's body, a woman's flexibility, a woman's strength during a time of like competition. Cause mm -hmm. you, you know, it feels different. Like, Feels different than even in class. Like if you're yes. even with other women, do you get a chance to train with other women in class? Or? Um, yeah, I do. Like, um, like Amanda, I train with Amanda. I train, but like training with someone your your size, your tech, like your technical background. Sometimes you can't find that very easily at any gym. I feel like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so I feel like women's only seminars are a great thing to try. Um, competitions are an awesome thing to try, especially if you don't get to train with women. Um, so that's one of the reasons too, that I'm like, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to see how I feel against a woman because I know these guys are taking it a little bit easier on me, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I could hear that. I could see that. So have you had like any haha -ha moments either while you were learning Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or in your competitions or any kind of thing that really stands out as like, wow, I just went from here and just learned that or, you know, something just enough. I feel like moment. as I progressed at each belt, mm -hmm. like from white to blue, there was so many aha moments and from blue, from one stripe to another stripe to another stripe just each aha moment would appear naturally because I'm so, uh, I guess, committed to the sport. Like I want to learn and I study it too. Um, so I, I watch videos or watch tutorials about something and I try my best to get that information or I speak about jujitsu to jujitsu people. I hang out with a bunch of jujitsu people. So we're always talking about something and, mm -hmm. I try to focus on the basic concepts because that's what's going to stick when you compete. Like, um, I need to get her waist away from me because she's about to settle into side control. So I need to move. I need to get on my shoulder. I need to hover over. My feet can't be touching the ground right now. They need to be swinging. I need to be working on my shoulders rather than on, you know, yeah. so just basic concepts that are a part of those movements and techniques that we do do. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I try to focus on. Cool. When you, uh, how long have you been training? Like, I mean, to get your blue belt, how long did it take to get that? 
Um, so I officially started probably like December, 2013. Mm -hmm. And then I got my blue belt. That's a good question. 2015, I believe sometime. And then just for, you know, like people that are listening that might be curious about like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and going in and training, especially women. And they're like, what's the, you know, how does it work? So you, you got stripes, how many stripes before you got your blue belt? So four stripes. So each belt has four stripes and then you progress and each stripe is awarded to you. It depends on your gym. And I like how John does it at Connor's MMA. Like, you know, he awards you the stripe when he, he sees you progress. So like he takes notice or he'll roll with you one, one month. And then six months later, he'll roll with you again. And then he sees how you've progressed. Mm. Um, and then talks, I'm sure he talks to like the higher, the brown belts, the purple belts, the coaches there to see how people are progressing for stripes and whatnot. So Yeah, and in your observation, is it partly too some confidence levels too? Because I mean, when sure. you know, like and how you feel about like certain techniques and and being in guard or being in mount or being in side control or, and then like, you know, and then how to position yourself and then moving up into all the more, you know. Yeah. And your attitude, your attitude about that, your attitude towards other people, because it is a martial art. And so you got to pay respect to, to the training partners, to the, to the gym, to the space and and the time. Mm -hmm. So definitely the time. Um, Yeah. So in the ranking goes like from white belt to blue belt, to purple belt and then mm-hmm. what is it brown and then black yes for adults for adults for who start adults. in jiu-jitsu yeah um white blue purple brown black yeah yeah that's you know it's really interesting because it's like it's only really like what four four belts and mm-hmm. and uh, i mean starting with white and then you're like it's it's a lot of years of training where in other martial arts there's all these you know belts yeah and there's these steps that you got to do and yeah yeah to and so are you tested from belt to belt like by the 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 group or the the the, the community of the you know like guys are going to like because i know when i tested for anything for a belt it was like i had to go through the whole school basically with all yeah. these different techniques and and i was like holy crap here comes another one who wants to kill me with a freaking machete or something <laughs> and yeah you know, I mean, do they, do they kind of, you know, well, I mean, something like that, or I feel like we have like a list of things that we should know at each stage. Like, so as a white belt, you should be developing these techniques and we have this, um, card like and, a syllabus. yeah, syllabus and you get, you can get checked off for that syllabus, um, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then once you're awarded your belt, either it's a surprise cause you just, yeah. you know, maybe you competed and you got your belt or you go through a gauntlet, you know, and you're rolling against everyone blindfolded. Who knows? You know, blindfolded. Well, you don't know it's going to go. Wow. So is it a little scary when you're like surprised by that? But do you hear any whispers about it? You're like, you're going to get your belt by anybody else. I think, I think they're talking about you getting your belt or something. Do they do? Oh yeah. Like, you know, some, your friends might come up to you and be like, Oh, you know, you're probably going to get that purple belt soon. It's just like, okay, are you dropping a bomb here or whatever? Like, (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm also very like aloof about that type of stuff because yeah. I'm in the gym to work out and to get to this technique and to understand, you know. Yeah. So and naturally the belt is just gonna come like the advanced. Was it, was it like, oh my god, I'm getting a belt? Like when you're like, holy shit. 
Or when I got my blue belt, I was like, oh, shh, I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not ready to be a blue belt. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And then <laughs> I think John was like, oh, were you like, are you happy you got your blue belt? I'm like, yeah, I'm happy. But now I'm a sucky blue belt. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> So, um, and when I got my purple belt, I was super surprised, um, because I think I got my purple belt in like two and a half years or something like that as a blue belt. So, but I had a lot of aha moments, I guess, in that time frame. So I can imagine, I mean, that's a lot of, a lot going on. And then two being in, you know, with, uh, you know, your training, you said with a lot of guys, mostly at the time, you know, like, so that, that's a, that's a big commitment and it is, it's like. I mean, it's thrilling. It's hard to, and it's also hard to assess yourself Mm. um, when you're just training with guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I know, like, they're going easy on me. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I know they have power, they have strength, they have explosivity that's so much different than a woman. Right. Um, But we, as women, have that flexibility. And I think women actually understand or get a hold of techniques a lot quicker than men. I've heard that before. Um, a lot of women have said that on the show, actually. They, they yeah. keep saying that. And women that teach, actually, and have been in the game for the, the fight game, say, or combative sports mm-hmm. for a very long time, they say the same thing, that women yeah. tend to get it a little bit more where guys, you know, they just want to get in there and pound each other or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But there's like maybe a more emotional side that's visible mm-hmm. when a woman is going through training. Mm-hmm. But I, I tell women, like, martial arts is an emotional thing, and you should be fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, from an emotional point that a place emotional place I mean I I listened to this John uh, Joe Rogan podcast he had this boxer on it he's Mm -hmm. the guy that says way to go champ there you go champ champ I forgot what his name is Shannon Briggs maybe I have no idea but he's like you know fighting is emotional and this is emotional and and you just you take that emotion and you just use it for your good you know basically what kind of emotions do they talk about the types of emotions I mean because there's scales of emotions I mean we did talk a little bit about anger and apathy and, yeah, but what about like the elation, the joy, the exhilaration? Yeah, or like you know when you kind of like—I mean, I know for me, like you get punched in the face and you decide like, oh, that kind of sucks, yeah. but I can take it. I can come back and do that again. Or you punch somebody and knock them out. It's like, whoa! I did it! Great. Yeah. I did it! I did it! It's exciting, right? It's I guess it's all in your attitude too, though, because I don't know. Maybe this is. A generalization that I shouldn't be saying, but I feel like men take any emotion and they turn it into something. I don't want to say anger, but it could be more aggressive. Like if they're sad, if they're happy, or I'm not sure, you know, I just feel like men are, they don't allow themselves to be as vulnerable sometimes as women. And yes, as women, like people don't know what I'm going through and I'm only going to show them two emotions, you know, like I'm going to only try to show only happiness. Right. But Still, I feel like men in a physical sense, and if they're fighters, they're probably working that emotion differently than maybe a woman is. So I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Fears but. of being humiliated, because I, I can remember when I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at, at, at the gym, and um, I wasn't ranked. I, you know, they, women, there weren't very many women doing it when I did it. And Mm -hmm. there weren't very many women that were even, they were all white belts and they could have been doing it for a while. They just didn't get ranked as quickly as maybe. Yeah. Like it it just didn't happen as much. And, and then slowly it started, you, you hear about somebody doing it and then 
it would wake up, I think, even other gyms and schools that they would start ranking the women. But anyways, yeah. I can remember training and uh, having some of the guys. And if I was better than them and technique-wise, then you could feel them starting to use the strength, which I couldn't compete. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten seriously injured, say, knees or elbows or oh, yeah. or something. And so you had to kind of like sacrifice that. And you're like, shit, I'm not learning anything now. I can't like actually test my technique because of the the strength with, I would get hurt and I wasn't, you know, able to use certain other things too. Like, I mean, if it, if it was really like that life or death kind of situation, mm-hmm. they, they claim Brazilian jiu-jitsu, if all, all fights go to the ground, it's like, you want to know this stuff, especially as a woman. Um, you, you couldn't use it because there was the other things that I would use as a woman that yeah. get a guy who's strong off for me that I would use. And you couldn't do that. But I could feel like, you know, if I beat them somehow or tap them, the humiliation thing, they'd be embarrassed. Oh, you know, this old lady over here <laughs> tapped me. You know? So like I had one of those experiences as a blue belt going against a white belt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hear them kind of like basically in disbelief, be like, I can't believe I can't get, get one over her. You know, I can't. She's like, they were like, oh my God, like seriously, you know? And I'm just like, I don't know how to take that. I'm just like, listen, come and train more. What do you want? What do you know? And I've had moments where a man is, I get over on them on technique. Like I'm doing really well technique wise Hmm. on them and we're just rolling. And I try not to, I try not to be like a really horrible person when I roll. Like I want to learn. This is for me to learn. This is for you to learn. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to stick a technique and then all of a sudden they come at me with their strength. Yeah. You know? And they, they, they deny it. <laughs> You're like, yeah. wait a minute. And, and women will do that too. I've experienced that with women. So I'm not like, you know, really trying to, you know, rank on oh, yeah. the guys. Some women get super like competitive. I've had women like do some really weird stuff where, oh, let's go easy. Let's go easy. And then the instructor comes around and it's like, they turn into Hellcat. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And we're rolling around on the mat. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And the guys will even look like, hell's going on over there and I'm just like what is going on if she starts that crap again somebody's gonna get hurt and it ain't gonna be me <laughs> you know? women are competitive I mean men are competitive but women are competitive like they, that is they, the thing they, you know they and, don't know it though they really mm-hmm. don't know it they don't know how to I mean in the beginning they learn uh my experience was years ago that they really didn't know how to be competitive I didn't really even know that like I had that competitive I didn't even know I had it you know like not yeah. in the way that I I do now but like um nowadays I think they they grow up with it and and uh they're able to play a multiple young girls are able to play a multiple multitude of sports where like I I can remember you know you couldn't play hockey you couldn't play football you couldn't play soccer um you know there was all those things and now there there are leagues for women that they they are able to play those particular games where they would play them like maybe with friends but they couldn't play in an organized sport or something like that which you know they have that now they have even boxing and mm-hmm. they have, you know, um, mixed martial arts now. I mean, women are in, are allowed in that arena now, which is really, really amazing. Have you yeah. ever thought about um, competing on in, in in the cage at all? Because I know you guys got a cage at the gym. Do you ever get in it, or do you? Oh, yeah, I've done like some MMA, like with Jesse, and then um, 
one of the coaches at the gym, like, mm. I try, like, yeah, I've tried it out, just be like, oh, what is this all about? Like, how can I uh, throw in a punch and a kick and then go for a takedown? Like, how mm. can I put both of these martial arts together in a mm. sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's multiple and mixed martial arts, you know? Yeah, so it'll it take time, I think. You know, if you really like the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you really want to get it, you got to, like, immerse yourself in it, yeah. I think. There's so much to learn in that that yeah. particular but I really recommend like if your gym art. has MMA classes to take them because mm -hmm. it's a great I, I I got more confident with my takedowns from doing MMA classes and just like dabbling in that mm -hmm. um yeah like if could I get in like doing a single leg takedown or doing a double leg takedown all yeah, those yeah, yeah. like yeah. it is fun and and you know you gain confidence trying it out in a different arena if you will you know mm -hmm. um like, and I felt like my game got better from taking some of these MMA classes. I don't know. It, I, I, I like them, definitely. Do you prefer gi or no gi when you were competing? What do you I like don't know. For some strange reason, I much, I don't know, I liked no gi, but that could have been because it was, I waited a couple hours and, like, my energy was different. My ment mental state was different. I felt better. I, I was comfortable, more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing about gi that I love are the grips and being able to pin someone down with no gi, you're just rolling around trying to like stick your hand somewhere, try to grab them and pull them like with gi, you, you could just take their material and just, you know, wiggle them around a bit. It's, it's so. a good thing to know as a girl. I'm telling yeah. you. And, you know, it's so funny. Know. I actually did a self-defense little thing on the beach because my friend's a strength and conditioning coach. And he's like, I've got a bunch of women. You want to come and show them some things? Ooh. And so I studied some of the, like, Renner Gracie videos with his wife and how you take the T-shirt and then you go for, like, a, a collar or baseball with just the T-shirt. So I showed them that and also how to get out of a grip. Nice. Um, they have a great video on that. So – and I found – I got really positive feedback with the self-defense stuff from these women. They were really yeah. interested. A lot of women um, are. They're afraid. And it's a, it's a great gateway to get women into like a, a school to do it regularly, but yes. they're afraid. I think women are yes. really intimidated by it still to this day. But once they get in it and they find, they discover something in them that they didn't, they, it's not nurtured completely this this sure. um animal animalistic kind of raw maybe even a, like a i don't know it, it's it's deep and and to bring it up it, it has to be conditioned where it's more conditioned in 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 men and it has mm -hmm. been deconditioned out of women for centuries yeah. i think i think yeah because we're forced to be the nurturers the lovers the yeah the peacemakers in a sense and it's just like no, you can be a fighter and you can fight yeah. for yourself and yeah. you can stand up and you can say, no, I'm not going to accept this behavior or this thought or this train of thought. And I'm going to speak and I'm going to have a voice whether you like it or not. Yeah. And so the awesome thing about jujitsu and, you know, or martial arts in general, learning to be like, oh, this is what I love about jujitsu. It's like, I can actually use a technique on a bigger guy Yeah. and I can get one over on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's great. Like, okay, maybe a bigger guy who's a black belt? No. Like, yeah. It's not <laughs> if they know no. something, maybe not. <laughs> well, you're going to white belt charge me. He's about 200 pounds. And I just, I did this, this, I, I wish I remember the Japanese throw for it, the name for it. I did the it and I had throw? it flying over my head. 
It's like oh. you step in, you throw in your hook, and then they go over your head. Uh, something gory. So. Oh, an Osada Gari? I forget them. I'm not really good with the Japanese oh, man. Uh, words. A Tatoshi? Like flipping them over? Yeah, head? yeah. Like I just took his grips like this, and then yeah. I just step in as he's charging yeah, me. Yeah, and you flip them over, and then you yeah, roll into the, the mound. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Tatoshi or cool. something like that. I don't know. I can't remember yeah. either. But I, I remember seeing guys do it, like, uh, and I was like, oh, wow. You don't see it, like, in the cage that often because it's no, really fancy. Yeah. It's really yeah. fancy, but you might see it in a judo match or something. Like, yeah, there are some things that, yeah, self-defense-wise, jujitsu you probably shouldn't be doing. And yeah. likewise for, you know, stand-up. Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do a spinning back fist to your face because <laughs> you're probably going to just take me down. You know what I mean? Like, in reality on the You street. know, actually, I'm surprised I don't see more of that happening when somebody does do a spinning back fist unless they're doing it because they got spun around. And then that's because mm -hmm. that happens to women more often because of the weight differences where you will get spun around by, uh, you know, like if you're doing stand-up and you're sparring with a guy or something. But if you're doing it in MMA against an opponent your size, and I, I'm always amazed like when guys try to pull this off and they set it up because it's like, yeah, I know that that's coming. I can see it a mile away. And then, and then you're spinning around and I'm thinking if the person sees it and times it right, they're going to take you down yeah. while your back is turned to you, you know, like, and nobody, the thing of it is, is you very rarely see that happening in like, you know, in a UFC match or, or a Bellator or any of, you know, you really ever see it happening. I'm like, why doesn't somebody train that and it happen if they know that this is their signature move, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. take them down when they go for it because they're not going to have a chance when they turn their back to you. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like you're men who knows what the mental state is of these professional fighters when they do get in the cage. Like, yeah, yeah they're fight. They're like training all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's really true. interesting. It's true. So you said you were working with um, a personal trainer or something like that. I had to, I, I wanted to, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because I have to ask you before, and I'll forget if I don't, is your abs, <laughs> your abs. I'm like, that's just jujitsu. That's right, just so jujitsu. Can, can yeah. you like stand up and show us your abs? No, again? no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I was also I, laughing really hard. So laughing yoga can work. And, and I'm like, okay, so for other women out there, you want to know how to get a six-pack abs, and you eat pizza and you drink beer, right? <laughs> yes, right? I love French fries, pizza, and beer. Yes. And margaritas, she's got, she's all of it. She's got lines, and she is ripped, people. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I was like, wow. Jiu-jitsu and some calisthenics. I've been learning how to do uh, – so these pull-ups are easy for women, right? Yeah. But these these are hard. Yeah. And I can't do it from a dead hang yet. Yeah, I can't do it from a dead hang, but, like, if I can get, like, a like here and then pull myself up, like, three times, you know? I can do that. Yeah, can you do so, like the kip-ups? The kip-ups kind of like you – know, No, I don't even – I try not to use momentum or anything like that. Just strict, you know, muscles. That, that's how I um, – and I do like occasional conditioning where, you know, I do basic things, um, squats with a bar because I like the bar because it, you're forced to balance the bar. And, um, I do that maybe once a week squats and deadlifts once a week. Um, that's about it. Like I don't want to be sore from lifting weights cause then I can't do jujitsu. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No, I hear you. 
So can you share a personal habit or a daily routine that contributes to your success as, as an individual, you know, like what you do? Your thing? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Um, I think what it is, is being committed uh, to something and staying committed to something. Um, and I'm pretty disciplined. Like if I want, if I say, yes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it and I'm going to find ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And I love this question because I was actually talking to someone about this and I was just like, no matter what it was, like I threw my gee, I have a gee in my car, no gee stuff in my car. You know, I've got my belt in my car or something like that. And I will drive through one hour worth of traffic from Dorchester to Norwood, you know, and that traffic is horrible and miserable, but I'm going to go straight to, straight to the gym, you know? Always be prepared. Yes. Yes. Always be prepared. Always. You know, That's make time for it. Like I'm a, you know, five o'clock, I got to get out. I got to get out of the lab and, and run to my car and, and make it to the gym by six, you know? Yeah. So that's well, it that's awesome but i mean you're you're actually you you're studying for your phd in what you just um, chemistry that. yeah chemistry. so yeah. are you are you where do you work now well right now i'm just writing my dissertation and babysitting dogs <laughs> so. a babysitting dogs yeah, yeah. my my friends like don't call it babysitting it's dog sitting but i can't help it um so how many dogs do you babysit just walk. one at a time but soon i'll have like three but it's not a big deal like just walk them a little bit feed them play with them i wanted a dog but this is better it's like almost having like grandkids because i can give them back to their parents <laughs> yeah. you know that's a so, good idea because yeah, i'm not responsible for the dog at all yeah um besides its health and wellness while it's with me you know Oh, wow. That's actually a good gig. And then you can yeah. just send them off and you can work around your schedule and you can make the gym. You can do your thing there. And yeah. yeah. Wow. And so like, yeah, I, I really got to, I got to get my feet moving on this dissertation. I'm, I'm almost there. And then hopefully, you know, land a job. But even if I land a job, I'm, I guess I'm just so committed to do, to jujitsu and learning. Um, Hmm. You know, I, and I like dabbling with the other martial arts that we offer at the gym. So yeah, cool. I'm just going to keep doing it. You know, that's awesome. I'm not going to make excuses. Hmm. Or at least I'll try not to. Yeah. No excuses. I mean, like, I'm all about, like you need to give your body rest too. Like you need to feed your body. Well, I'm not strict in any sense of the imagination. Like I'm a person and you do things in moderation. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you got to listen to yourself. For sure. Absolutely. I tell that to my clients all the time. It's like, they'll have days when they're, they're apologizing because they felt like they didn't lift well or something. And I'm like, yeah, but your back is bothering you and you were out doing construction all day yeah. the day before, like you had a, a long 12 hour day. I'm yeah, like, we need to be easy on ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, but not too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, come on, you know, catch yourself some slack and you know, whatever stresses come into your life. Yes. You know, emotional stresses, family life, and what, what goes on with that, things that are out of, you know, not normal things, you know, happening and that take you off your, off your yeah. routine because, and it adds more stress to your, your day. It, it shows up in your body. It's a whole, whole thing. Yeah. We need to find time to, and, and get rid of the stigma with mental health and all like health is a, a total package. It's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's all of that. And so yeah. we need to take care of all of that. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for all of that.
Yeah, um, for sure. Because it makes you better in all arenas when you do take care of yourself. Absolutely. I'm, I'm an advocate for that too. Um, holistic health, (laughs) the whole picture, every part of it. So who, um, who's played a meaningful role in your life's journey and influenced you in a positive way? Oh, that's a great question. Um, without a doubt, it's my parents, my mom and my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, they show me what hard work is because they work, my dad pulls on like 18 hour days. I mean, they own a restaurant. Um, and they operate it themselves and my mom and my parents are grandparents too. So they want to enjoy, you know, the two kiddos. So my mom in the morning is with, you know, her grandchildren and she's tending to them. And at the afternoon time hits around and it's their nap time. They go with their parents and then, you know, my mom rushes over to the restaurant to do her thing, you know? Mm. So I don't know. And they, they want us to live a good life. Mm-hmm. And so I take every opportunity to seize, just to seize the day, really, you know, because they're out there, they're supporting me. And I want to show my appreciation by doing the things that are going to create such a positive impact in my life. Uh, and, and in the end, like, hopefully I pay it back to them in, in whatever way I can. So well, that's beautiful. That's a nice tribute yeah. to your folks too. Yeah. I'm sure. If they listen to so. this, they'll be like, oh, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> I mean, my dad gets up <laughs> at four like, o'clock uh, in the morning. Yeah. yeah. My dad gets up at four o'clock in the morning and he's out the door and he's, he's always being physical. He's always doing something physical. And, um, he doesn't let, you know, bad things get to him. So both my parents have such an optimistic viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, they're hard. They were hard parents. So yeah, I was just going to ask, how, you know, they, how do they toughen you up as like oh, a teen? Oh, a just kid. like my dad's attitude, you know, like I think it's, you know, some of it's like nature and nurture type of thing. Mm-hmm. So funny. Like my dad would be like, he's really proud that I do jujitsu and I, mm-hmm. and whatever. And he'll hear the news through my mom or through Facebook or something like that. And um, he's like, you know, you don't go, you don't go there to lose. <laughs> <laughs> You have like that little voice in your head. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, the back of your head. That's cool. You know, you, you don't, you don't go there to lose. And I'm like, okay, second place. That's great. I feel like a winner. I'm happy, but I'm a loser. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. oh no, but, uh, you did great. Oh yeah. my gosh. They must've been very proud of you seeing the pictures and stuff. I mean, there's like, Oh, I haven't shared it with them yet. I will though. Okay. Definitely will. Cool. Can you share a story? Um, of a time in your journey where you experienced failure and what you learned from it and mm. you know, yeah. And what, what, what did you do? Like, what did you do to, to kind of like, you know, flip that failure over? Right. Wow. That's a deep question because mm. I used, you know, I'm a, I tell people not to negative self-talk because I do that. Like I've been known to do that. And so I'm through like, being more cognitive, cognitive, like cognition, I don't know, whatever. Like I'm, I know, I know not to do that. Like, so I'm redirecting my thought patterns, but, um, I got into a relationship with someone a long time ago and it was, um, emotionally and mentally abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was in it for way too long Mm -hmm. and I was young. I was, a sheltered 20 something year old and 
I was like, you know, I thought every relationship had to lead to marriage. And I'm like, Oh, look, look here, here's a failure. And like, look what I haven't done in my life. Like I haven't gone to grad school yet or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, or I got a C plus in this class cause I was in this relationship is, you know, like to me, that was a failure because I needed to be almost perfect at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got out of it because I was just like, no, this is unacceptable. And I finally just was like, I'm going to do, this was my goal. I'm going after that goal. Mm-hmm. So I had to come back to my goals mm-hmm. and never lose sight of that path. Like here's the goal. Here's the straight path to that goal, but here's your, your path that you take, mm-hmm. but hopefully you just still end up at that goal, whatever that is, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and just make sure your paths, even if they diverge from the straight line, lead to that goal, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So you have to get yourself out of whatever situation it is, whether it's mentally or physical, a mental situation or a physical situation mm-hmm. and try your best to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a, being mentally strong. Yeah. I think a lot of people deal with that mental mind muck that, you know, you have absolutely really no control over. You can kind of let it kind of pass through your mind thoughts mm-hmm. and you get stuck on the yes. negative ones and why we don't tend to get stuck on the positive ones yeah. is really interesting because we tend to, it's all about choice and which ones to focus on. And oftentimes, depending on what your life experiences are, most oftentimes you end up focusing on that, that, that mind muck or that mental mm-hmm. self-talk that is negative. And sometimes it's really difficult for people to break out of that. Yeah. If they've had a, a trauma or um, something, you know, negative that has happened because yeah. it keeps that record keeps playing. <laughs> and then somehow you end up, you know, um, it sounded like what you did is, is more of a self-love. It's like, okay, yes. I gotta love myself and say, hey, you know, I, I wasn't receiving what I thought I was going to in this situation. And the thoughts that are coming, I know aren't true. And you have a, a good family background where you have some, some good support there that you yeah. can kind of help yourself recover from that mm-hmm. and come out of it and then go after the goals. But you do need that. And you need yeah. a, a support system to yes. be able to do that. And do you find... Um, you know, the culture, say, at your gym, like when you're doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you have found that? Did that help? Oh, yeah. Some of those goal goals? Yeah. So, like, starting Jiu-Jitsu, like, I always was like, I want to go. I've always wanted to never – I never wanted to stop martial arts, mm. you know. I didn't want – because I got into college, and that was the reason to stop. So I was like, I did this. I got back into it. And all of a sudden, these people are just amazing. And, like, mm. I connect with them Instagram – I like follow some random people in New York and I, and I will message them. Hey, congrats on your, on your win. I saw that. That's awesome. And they're like, thank you. And I'm like, if you're ever in Boston, come train with us, you know? So the community is open and it's actually a a small community Mm. if you really think about it, Mm. but there's a lot of people in this small community. I don't know how to describe the feeling like, I don't know. You can connect on jujitsu. Like I hang out with jujitsu people and then sometimes I'll bring a non jujitsu person into the picture and they're like, you only talk about jujitsu. And it's just like, yeah, maybe we should start talking about other things, you know, like we're analyzing a fight, you know, or something along those lines. Getting together to watch UFC is always a lot of fun. And you find your, as you know, John calls it a tribe, 
Yeah, your tribe. You really yeah. do. And it's up to you, though, to be a part of that tribe mm-hmm. and to show up. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you got to show up in your life in general. You got to show up for yourself. You got to love yourself and mm-hmm. just show up, be yeah. a part of it, try your best, you know? Mm-hmm. And as people are part of that tribe, we can't be clicky, but mm-hmm. you do gravitate towards other people more naturally. And that's just, you know, yeah, personality thing, probably, or something along those yeah. lines. But yeah, you got to show up. That's yeah. all. That's cool. So, um, what, what has been your greatest challenge when dealing with fear? Yeah. And how have you overcome that? Um, yeah, so I definitely like competing is not fun and that's fearful, right? It's, 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 it's just like all of a sudden you have this onset of fear and you're, you just get stuck Mm -hmm. and it, all comes down to why am I going to fear this? What is there really to fear? And it's so funny. I was talking to Marcelo about it. And it's just like, yeah, you don't care about the other people that are there, but you care about the people that are showing up for you to support you. And they're like, they think you can kick ass. And then all of a sudden you're not kicking someone's ass. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> you're going to feel like really crappy about that. And it's just like, well, they thought I was a badass but I didn't look like a badass on the mat, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, like, but you, it's all about your attitude and your perspective. Like, hmm. I fear a lot of things, sure. Hmm. But um, you can't negative self-talk. You just got to get yourself through it. Right. Do you, do you think it's important having uh, resilience and courage in the fight game? Like, you know, when you're competing? Yeah, definitely. I learned that. I think this, this past weekend, because resilience, especially it's like, you got to go out there. You got to keep trying no matter what happens to you. You got to be, um, I don't know. You got to just keep going because it's such a short period of time Mm -hmm. and you're doing this for yourself mostly. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and you already are courageous for stepping up and doing it. Yeah. So in a sense you win at life. Mm, for yeah. that second, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you're doing it. Yeah. You're showing you took up. A risk. You, know, you showed up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And competing isn't for anyone. You took a risk stepping into that gym that day, mm-hmm. and you're taking a risk every day, just, just committing yourself to something. Because there's a lot of things like people have kids, they have families, their, their jobs. Mm-hmm. There are setbacks in life. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep showing up and you stay committed to something that you truly enjoy, you've got to truly enjoy it then you're winning, you yeah. know? It's, it, I, I remember some time ago, I was working with um, a guy that trains. He, he, he does a lot of gymnastics and stuff and he puts groups together and they do like all this crazy kind of cool stuff. And yeah. he goes, yeah, life, he goes, it's like, you got to jump in. You got to jump into yeah. it. You got to, yeah. and, and, or like into the, the deep end of a pool and you don't know how to swim. Sometimes you just have to jump in to, mm-hmm. to, to experience things and to scare yourself a little bit maybe every day to really feel alive and to live your life. And oftentimes we get stuck saying, Oh, I'm going to put this off and I'll do it later. I'll get to it. Cause I know like right now, even I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things in my life, but I'm also like, Oh, I haven't been in the gym in a while. Like for, for myself, like meaning the gym gone back to sit your tongue to do like some kickboxing. It's been since December. I just have not been able to get myself to go at the times that I used to go to. And I'm like, I keep saying, yeah, I gotta get back. I gotta get back. And 
and I haven't. And I'm like, shit, I really got to do that. You know, like I got to get back in the gym and start training again and, and doing the thing. Cause yeah. it's just, it, it, it's something I love doing. And I'm like, why am I not doing it right now? Oh, because I'm an hour away and, and I'm driving already back and forth. Into yeah. Boston. It's like, you know, the excuses get in the way and, and you got to kind of like say, all right, no, no more excuses. Just get off your ass and do it. <laughs> yeah, even if it's just like once a week or once every other week, because that's for everybody, you know? Yeah. You were like, well, I just can't make, you know, I've heard conversations where it's just like, it just doesn't make sense to do it that often or not yeah. to be that committed because we see other people like uh, one of uh, our, you know, members, PJ, like he does jujitsu every day, twice a day, you know, or Will, Alfano, you know, yeah. like no matter what they're in there and yeah, maybe you're not going to be like that, but coming in once, twice, you're going to get better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, do you see yourself as a role model for young girls and for other women coming up in, oh. the, in the, in the, you know, Brazilian jujitsu game? <laughs> you know what? With doing the teaching and classing, uh, class instruction for women and young girls, because I have Melina there. He, uh, she's the daughter of Pedro, one of our coaches, one of our black belts at Connors. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel honored to be teaching his daughter because mm -hmm. that's pretty cool for a black belt to be like, yeah, go to Maria's class. You know what I mean? Um, and then Leo and his, his wife and, and daughter have joined um, the group, the women's group. So that's really cool. Um, I just want to motivate them, especially like seeing they're 12 years old. Hopefully they're 12 years old. I think they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to motivate them to be like, I'm a strong, independent young woman. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in there. I'm going to, I don't know. I, I can kick ass basically at everything in life, you know? Yeah, so no, I just want to be a motivator. PhD, you just competed in, you know, for, you know, in, in a purple belt competition, you did great in that. And yeah. Thank you. You are yeah, I just want to, and I also want to motivate the moms because it's just like, yeah, it's hard to get out here. Yeah, it's hard to have a mommy tummy. You just gave birth to like a wonderful human being. Yeah, might have been four years ago, but it's still tough, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're out here and you're doing it. Yeah, like your kid is probably driving you crazy right now, but <laughs> I, don't know, I love it. I, lo I just want, I want women to love themselves because I want to love myself, you know, mm -hmm. and continuously love myself. And mm -hmm. I'm just getting into the self-love, like turning 30, I was just like, okay, like, all right, what, what's new? What's going to be, what's going to happen at 30 years old? Because 16 year old me thought I was going to be married and had children by now or something along those lines. I didn't know I was going to do my PhD. So you're available. You're, you're like, you're, you're a single girl and you're available. No, no attachments. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. You're, oh, well guys, just putting it out there. We got a hot little number here. <laughs> I'm really bad. Okay. I'll choose. Like, I'll pick my suitors. Put them up on a line, Shelly, and I'll just, I'll spit questions at them and see. <laughs> hey, I'm single too, so I'm looking, I'm looking too. <laughs> Can you all take off your shirts? Because if my abs are better than yours, I'll just yeah. <laughs> sarcastic I'm a jokester like you know and I get after it day after day like no one's gonna tell me I'm not you know yeah if you don't like the fact I do jujitsu pretty much every day well then bye yeah. <laughs> you know exactly I have a friend um over at Sit Tong, Rachel Reinheimer and I've had her on the show before and um how she got into it. she got into um doing 
MMA, like she does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, she does um, Muay Thai kickboxing, and she's an MMA fighter. And years ago, like, you know, she's like in the dating scene or whatever. And then she finally, she did meet somebody, but she's like, hell no, I'm not going to meet a guy that doesn't want to do this. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, right. Keep me from doing this. There's no way. Right. No way. And, and so she did meet a guy and then he actually does it. You know, he goes and he trains at the gym and everything with her. And it's like, it's so nice. You know, and it happens yeah. a lot. I think that, that people just gravitate to that lifestyle. Well, discipline is an attractive thing, no matter what you do. Yeah. Even if you're a CrossFitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my face for CrossFitters. It's like putting a bar over your head a million times. Like that's awesome. Like you're strong, but that looks scary to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So one of the last questions I usually ask all my guests on the show is, um, you know, were you ever told no, or kept from doing something you really wanted to do because you were a woman? Did you ever feel that? And, and how did you handle it if, it if it did occur? Hmm. That's a good question. Like, how do I, I've had someone ask me that too, as a scientist and as a woman, like, how do I feel? Um, because it's such a male dominated field. And then all of a sudden I'm doing jujitsu. It's such a male dominated thing. Mm-hmm. And, but my attitude towards all of that is like, I don't know. You got to like your little saying in the bot and the back says boss lady. You just got to be a boss lady at your own. <laughs> and it's just like, no man can tell you no, or be disrespectful or belittle you because you will find that you will find oh, yeah. mansplaining. Yeah. yeah. Men don't think they're doing it, but you're mansplaining yeah. or men will look at me and think that I don't know something science sciencey and the way that they explain it and it's just like oh actually I do work with that material and I do work with that instrumentation and actually x y and z according to this literature and all of a sudden you just shut them down but you shut them down in a very kind way you know um they they can't sometimes they don't come back from that like they don't like sometimes they just don't like I I've been nice and then I've been mean I, I've been yeah. both ways because yeah. I'm so like irate. I'm like, I can't even believe you're still yeah. saying this shit. Yeah. I'm like, I've had it. I've had it. I'm like, I'm losing my, I'm losing my shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, they, they just, you know, like they, I don't know what it is. It's conditioning yeah. some kind culturally and they don't. Yeah. It. Like I tend to ignore it. Um, cause I've had like a guy be, ask a question and didn't accept the answer I gave. Yeah. Um, and then he had to Google it and find out that my scientific fact was actually correct and based on literature, you know what I mean? That I read and it's like, I have to deal with that. And it's really interesting. Um, but I've had other male scientists, professors who are awesome and, you know, they're like, we're all stupid in this, in this field. And we're, that's why we do research to figure this all out. And so they'll come at you and some of them are like, Oh wow, you do jujitsu. Like you can, like, basically you can throw me. And then all of a sudden, like I'm a scientist and jujitsu practitioner and I'm like super cool in their eyes, you know? So you have men like that. And then you have men who are intimidated by you or whatever it might be. Um, or they have a chip on their shoulder. I figure, I find that it's just, if anything is like that, it's becoming, it's coming from an insecurity that they have. Yes. And it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, thanks for thanks. being egotistical. That's, that's very wise of you, Maria. That's so wise. Like to get that now at your age. 
yeah. you know, but get it now. It's so hard. Like you can't be friends with them sometimes, you know, it's just, it's hard. Yeah. It's challenging. And I'm sure, you know, on the other side of it, um, men and women have, have challenges. You know, we all have challenges yes. between the sexes and stuff, but, um, yeah, it's, we just have it's to acknowledge ourselves, take accountability for ourselves. Cause it is hard to do that. It really is. Absolutely. To own your like, own shit. Own yeah, your own I'm shit. I'm not quick to apologizing. I am yeah. stubborn. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'll, I'll fight you to the nail. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, I think most perfect. people are like that. They got the pride issue that they got to yes. deal with. Yeah, we all you know, do. It's the pride, and it's like but women okay. easily shame themselves, and that that I'm I'm against that. We're not going to say sorry for no reason. Like yeah. no. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. No. Well, that was a great answer. Thank you. Yeah. Like that was <laughs> a really you. good one. Would you like to give a shout out um, to? Uh, anybody or, or maybe, um, leave, leave the podcast with, uh, maybe, uh, your class schedule. So maybe yeah. for some women that, you know, they, they, they've just heard the podcast They're they're in the Norwood area and they're maybe thinking about, or they've thought about, and now they're less intimidated and yeah. they may say, Hey, you know what? I really like that Maria chick. I think I'm going to go check out her class. Yeah. Um, so we have a, we have a woman's schedule, um, so uh, Monday nights at 8 p.m., Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m., and Thursdays 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., um, but yeah, by all means, please walk in the door. Like, I would love to have more women joining our gym at Connors. Um, just if you've you trained, you haven't trained, it doesn't matter. Just walk in those doors and you'll find this little tribe of women that we've got going on over there. And I think it's going to be great. And I'm excited to get more women, young women, older women. I don't care. Like just let's get in there and get after it. That's, that's what, you know, I'd like. So well, one of the good things too, I, I want to say, I know like um, if you're looking for, you know, to make a connection and you're, you're lonely or something like that, martial yeah. arts is a great way to connect with people. You'll, you'll find yourself out doing, you know, other things with that. You, you develop mm -hmm. a, a sense of community. You'll make friends. Cause I know like um, I've said this in, in other podcasts, speaking to other people, it's like you just develop like this connection and, and, and it's a family, like sit your tongue is, you know, you join in the family there, you know, it's yeah. like, with like the familia, you know, like, and yeah. And so you kind of have that. And, and I would think that it's the same over at uh, Connor's MMA, especially where they're trying to create uh, the tribe aspect, yeah. you know, they have that going on there. So, yeah. That's Definitely. Really cool. That's really cool. That's great. So I want to thank you for so much for being on the show, for coming on uh, and sharing your, your life, a little bit about you and, and what it's like to be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu jiu practitioner, because I think it's really uh, kind of a cool thing for a woman to do. And it's not too often. I mean, there's a lot more purple belts, women coming up and being, becoming purple belts and sticking with it. Uh, getting your back black belt will be a really amazing thing. You're only, you know, you're, you're not that far away now. You've kind of, most people go to their blue belt and then they kind of stop. And, and now you're, you're on that, 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 that path and you there's see no stopping. Yeah. So that's great. I'm glad to hear it. I'm, I'm so thrilled to hear that. And I want to thank you again, Maria. And I'll look thank you forward for having to me on. Thanks for this conversation. Welcome. 
Thank you. I can't wait to see you compete again. <laughs> Thank you. So, hey, that was a great little chat with um, Purple Belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Maria Caprio. And um, you should check out her class. It sounds like, um, you know, if you're, you've ever been interested in, in trying a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class, uh, she seems like she'd be a great instructor. You can find her at Connor's MMA in Norwood, Mass. And I think the street address is 180 Kerry Place, in, in Norwood, Mass. So you should check her out. Check out her class. I think you might enjoy it if, if you've ever had an inkling to try Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or any form of mixed martial arts. So if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe on iTunes. You can also find us on Podomatic. Um, or better yet, you can 10x your energy without destroying your body by signing up for my free three-part video series where um, you will get, you'll also get updates and, uh, you know, on upcoming guests and the latest Evolve WMMA episodes. And you also can find us now on YouTube. I, I just actually recently posted a whole bunch of them, a whole load of them up, uh, the video version of the interview. So if you prefer to see us instead of listen to us. You can check us out on YouTube. I think it's at Women's MMA. I'll try and post that too in, in, the, um, in the, uh, the, the show notes. Um, and then the other thing too is if you want to sign up uh, to subscribe to um, the Evolve WMMA podcast, you can find us at, our, at my blog, which is EvolveWMMA.com. Or you can simply follow us at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.